0: Hi, this is Nancy Earald, and welcome to Nancy's Psychic View on the high road to humanity. And all the way from Australia today, we have Douglas Charles Hudson back on the high road and welcome back, Douglas.
1: Thank you very much, Nancy. It's great to be back. And I'm looking forward to sharing my research findings with you and uh, your audience today.
0: Yeah. And let me just kind of give a really quick synopsis here. And I don't even know if I'll do it justice, but what Charles or what Douglas has done is put together the near death experience information. And this has come from, and I want to make sure I you know, give credit where credit's due. It's from the International Association for Near Death Studies, Inc. Is that correct? And so, okay. So he's compiled all the information that all these different people have had when they've had near-death experiences and he's broken it down. And we're going to talk about what happens when we die. And does God exist? What these people say? Does our soul consciousness survive death? Do we uh, have a unique uh, purpose on earth? Each of us, are we judged? So we're going to talk about karma. We're going to talk about negative and positive energy. This is going to be a fabulous show. And I really, really, really liked your boy. You can see all my little markers. <laughs>
1: Thank you very much, Nancy.
0: Oh my gosh, there's so much to talk about. I couldn't put this one down. It's really short to the point, but so much cool information. Um, Before we get into it today, you guys, I wanted to let you know I will be in LA. I will be talking about angel communication, how to connect to the divine, and how to connect to your guardian angel, and that's going to be... In February 2024, at the LAX Conscious Life Expo, it will be Saturday evening when I'll be teaching a 90-minute workshop. You can catch me there. Then I will be in Florida in March 16th and 17th. It will be at the New Life Expo, doing the same thing, talking about God, talking about the angels, how to connect, how to connect to our guardian angels. And You talk about the guardian angels in your book, and I was really pleased to see that. So we're going to cover that today. So that's what's going on with me, you guys. Make sure that you um, you know, follow what's happening with the events. Before we get into it, I want to just mention this has come across the news today. There are 25-foot waves widespread rain, west coast braces for more storms. This is in California. I don't know if you guys have paid attention, but millions of people in coastal areas of California and Oregon were under high surf warnings overnight. Rain and high winds are in the forecast. So in Southern California, Uh, The forecasters are predicting waves up to 25 feet and say that the threat of significant coastal flooding would last into Saturday night. This is like for San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara counties, northwest of Los Angeles. Um, This is really crazy. And I saw some of the footage. You guys can check it out. This is, to me, it looks really close to like tsunami. It's that bad. I mean, I'm watching people run from the beach. So some coastal areas of California, um, it goes on to talk about... The Augusta winds, the 39 to 54 miles per hour. So you guys want to keep an eye on what's happening in California. All right, here we go. Let's talk about this, Douglas. Let's get into it. So I guess the first thing I want to know is, how did you come up with this? And why did you, the whole idea of putting it together, if you don't mind?
1: Right. Um, Well, I, I completed my first book, Transcendental Spirituality, Wisdom and Virtue. Um, You interviewed me on that book um, last July, I think it was. Yeah. Um, But I put that aside, and I went back some 30 years, 1990, I think it was. Okay. I read Dr. Raymond Moody's book called Life After Life, the seminal work on the near-death experience. And being a busy university academic, I had very little time for leisure or hobby reading. But when i went into semi-retirement in 2017 a whole new world opened up to me i could go back and read and pursue the topics and ideas that i really wanted to do for some time right and at that time i also read another book by dr Eben alexander called proof of heaven a neurosurgeon's journey into the afterlife yeah and both books are utterly fascinating and they rekindle within me a desire to learn more and more about the so-called near-death experience. Mm-hmm. So I, I hit the internet, and the, I looked at the website of the um, International Association for Near-Death Studies. And they have a wonderful archives, literally hundreds and hundreds of written accounts of what people who have undergone a near-death experience reported observing what they were told imparted uh, messages imparted to them by beings of light mm-hmm. so i got stuck into reading these different accounts right and being a university academic i can't help myself i take copious notes <laughs> and the more the greater number of accounts that i read the, the more i was struck by the common messaging People were saying essentially the same things, Mm -hmm. but in slightly different and nuanced ways. Mm -hmm. So I started to collate the information into what? Maybe potential chapter headings for a new book. I'm always looking for ideas for a new book. Yeah. And at one point, I began reading NDE accounts where the beings of light told the soul consciousness, if I can refer to it as the soul consciousness, you must return to your earthly life because your mission is not yet finished. Mm -hmm. You have more to do. And one of the things you have to do is to spread to humanity the messages that you have been given. So when I read that and several Andy ears said the same thing, I thought this is a new book. I I must capture the essence of the revelations which were imparted, and I've collected them, over 500 accounts. I've collected them in this book. I know. They they speak to so many different existential and metaphysical questions that we cannot answer based on an objective study of material reality. Right. Does God exist? Does heaven exist? Right. Is our consciousness transcendental? What is the purpose and meaning of life? Do we each have a mission? Et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And all of the answers to those questions. Are I know in the
0: they're book. in here. <laughs> they're all in here. Now I'm picked out. I hope you don't mind. I don't want to give your whole book away, but I did pick out a few different subjects throughout. And I was going to, if it's okay with you, read some of the ndes is that okay
1: sure that's fine
0: okay cool well the first one that i want to mention of course is god the source and i'll just read a couple of these that i thought were really um profound and i underlined some somebody said god is the energy of love that binds everything together and underpins all the laws of physics Another person said, The light of God is peace, bliss, comfort, wisdom, joy, compassion, and authority. Somebody else said, The light is the manifestation of God's presence when He breathes. Somebody said, Pray to the God of your heart rather than the one you've been taught by others. God does not condemn or punish, but loves His creatures as they are and helps them to become better versions of themselves. I mean, We've been taught incorrectly. Somebody else said everything is always as it's supposed to be. Everything will always be all right. I like that one. God told me that everything is all right and unfolding as it should. Another person said connect to all that is. Somebody else said connect with source energy. I say that all the time on my show. I don't know if you watch my show, but I'm like, dude, connect, connect, connect. Um, there is no single right way to worship God. This is amazing. And I just want you guys to know, and I'm not going to give away everything. There's three or four pages just on God. On the very first. Now, out of all of those, I guess I'm going to ask you on each of these. What was really, I mean, was there one that stood out for you on the God one?
1: Well, there was one in the ear, Nancy, who said that God is love.
0: yeah,
1: And she expressed it as an acronym. Uh, L meaning love, O for oneness, V for vibrations, and E for energy. Nice. And I think that's pretty well says it all. Right. That God exists in every particle in the universe. Right. It binds and connects everything together. Right. God is light, love, and energy connecting everyone and everything. And love is the most powerful energy in the universe
0: yes absolutely right on absolutely you got that <laughs> i agree with you well let's talk about a glimpse of heaven so many you say and i wrote down a lot of notes on on this you guys many authors of near-death accounts note the um radiantly beautiful unearthly colors of heaven which appear to be alive and pulsating and um some of the endy ears i i i there's so many, you guys, but I'll just tell you some that I picked out. I felt at home before the light. A lot of these people felt like they were at home. This person said, heaven is our real home. You know, and I Yeah.
1: There's an old Taoist proverb, if I may quote it. Oh, yeah. It says it very well. It captures the essence of the near-death experience, but it goes like this. Uh, life is venturing forth to learn. Death is a returning home. Yeah. And many, many of the end years describe heaven as our real home. Yeah. That our earthly existence is temporary. We are here to learn, to love, and to acquire divine knowledge. Right. But when we leave our physical bodies, we are returning home. The heavenly umbilical cord is severed. As one of the end to ears said, yeah. and our soul returns to God. Yeah.
0: And it's a it's a wonderful experience. And somebody said, Here there is just not one heaven, there are many levels of heaven. And I've heard that many times. And it was nice to read that in here that there are different levels. And you guys, again, there are pages within each category that People, what they have felt, what they have seen, you know, they've had a near-death experience. Somebody said the beautiful living and uplifting heavenly light has its own identity. Heavenly light is filled with love and acceptance. I mean, it's it's really cool that that you went through and did all of this. I just think it's amazing because sometimes even myself as, as you know, connected as I am, it just gave me that little extra, you know, boost of, yeah. Absolutely. You know, we all need that confirmation. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So um, let me go on to the next one. Higher Spiritual Realms. Um, I thought this was interesting. I wrote down, on earth, we tend to preoccupy ourselves with physical and material self-gratification and uh, seldom ponder the mysteries of the spiritual realms. So what did you kind of find out about the spiritual realms from your research?
1: Well, in the the higher spiritual realms, what we consider, or many of us consider important on earth, Mm -hmm. such as the um, acquisition of power, fame, material wealth, these things mean nothing in the higher spiritual realms. Um, We can only take with us when we depart from our physical body the love and caring we have manifested towards others. And that is ours to keep for an eternity. So it is necessary to be in the world, but not necessarily of the, of world. the
0: world. Right, exactly. We, we I- have
1: to detach from the usual attachments and distractions and amusements and focus on the divine. And right. that's what you attempt to do in your program.
0: Exactly. Yeah. constant
1: message of the ND ears.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so crazy. Well, you know, reading this, I mean, it just brought everything back to me, you know, connect, connect, connect. And I love, um, you talk about, I'll kind of skip around a little bit, how we pick our family, our soul agreements. So let's talk about that a little bit, because each of us has a role to play, you say, in the divine plan, and each of us um, comes to earth for a reason. And we pick our parents, and then a lot of people think, well, why in the world would I have picked these people? But we did it to learn a certain thing. And in my mind, I really feel that we're all here to learn, to go back To God, we're all searching for the love, but the love is within us. The love is, we're all looking on the outside. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? We're looking for another person, but it's not, and it's not how we look. It's on the inside, and it's a connection with God, and we have to go through all this stuff, this is what I think, to get, to connect back. That's what we're doing. What do you think?
1: God is imminent. God is within us. Yeah. And as you say, we our mission on earth is to acquire knowledge of the divine, mm-hmm. to grow towards communion with the light, with mm-hmm. God, the source. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are here for a purpose. Uh, each of us has a unique and tailored mission. Right. We have to spend our entire lives trying to remember what that mission is. And you can only discover that mission by attuning to positive energy. Yes. And tuning into divine knowledge.
0: Yes.
1: And that's what God expects of us. Uh, We are here on earth to learn what unconditional love is. Yes. Because we will be asked, we will be asked on the other side, uh, what did you ever do that was not actuated by a personal motive or the prospect of personal gain? Mm -hmm. What did you do that was selfless rather than selfish? Mm-hmm. and as you say Nancy um we have to consider why were we born in the place we were yeah. why did we were born into the family we have why do we encounter trials and tribulations and challenges in our life mm-hmm. uh, when these happen the natural human tendency is to grizzle a little bit mm-hmm. to, well, why me but the ears consistently tell us that these are opportunities for our soul consciousness to learn, to evolve. We have to discern the particular reasons why we are facing these challenges. It could be relationship issues. Yeah, because Is, if everything we, was
0: perfect, we, would, we wouldn't learn anything, would we?
1: <laughs> no. It, it's a slow <laughs> grinding process, but we'll eventually all get there. That's the good news.
0: That's the good news. Well, I like what you say. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but (laughs) I'm like, dude, we're all trying, you know, and it does take a lifetime. I will tell you this. It's taken me my whole life and go through so much. I can only speak for myself and my own experiences to share with people. But, you know, and that's what you've done with these people and their near-death experiences. But it's like, once you finally get there and you're like, oh, we're just connecting with God and you look at everything differently. Everything changes, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> it's
0: just really crazy. I don't know. Um, There's so much more I want to talk about. You talk about the soul agreements, the roles that we play, but again, it's to help us, to catapult us, to get, to push us. I think it's to push, you know, we need that little nudge, you know, to get us. You think, why did that person come into my life? Well, they're there to nudge us. I also want to talk about, I don't know if I can find it really quick, about the angels. And I don't know. I got to look to see what, I have to look and see what page it's on. Oh, here we go. I turned right to it. The beings of light. And the reason I'm so hip on this is because I just finished writing a book on Our guardian angels and i'm going out to teach
1: congratulations
0: yes well it hasn't been published yet but (laughs) we'll hope for the best okay okay but it will be and it'll get out there and this is something that you write about and i want to share with the audience you write on beings of light and i'm going to read a little bit of this somebody said our guardian angel has been with us from the dawn of time and will be with us for eternity You know, and my guardian angel stands right here. And if some people can see other people can't, but you all have a guardian angel. Everybody's got one. Every one of us has a guardian angel. This is the next, I just said that. And this is what it says. And spirit guide to assist our spiritual evolution throughout eternity. From the um, indescribable radiant light, a voice spoke to me. The voice was beautiful, calm, soft, and loving. Here's another one. It says angels and spirit guides exist in the higher realms to watch over, protect, and support us on our earthly journeys. We are able to connect with them with the proper intention and exercise of our free will. And, you know, I just want to say, I just think it's so important. We all have this friend that has our back and we need to connect. Do you connect with yours? Yes, I do. Yeah. And Nicole, (laughs)
1: we, we uh, have to have the proper intention and free will um our angels will not intervene to assist us unless we ask that's right and that's what they are there for right. and um I, i've assigned many many tasks to my guardian angel
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh yes
0: yeah i mean i just that's just it's wonderful and i was so glad that you talked about it in the book you know and you also talk about um people understanding um, the universe and all the knowledge. Um, do you want to address that a little bit? You see many of those who have undergone an NDE report that once outside the body, they receive instantaneous knowledge and awareness.
1: Yes, this is quite fascinating, Nancy. Um, when our soul consciousness leaves the body, as one NDEer said, it's your energy remains the same. Your perspective changes. It's like going from one room in your house to another. Yeah. You remain the same, but your perspective changes. Mm -hmm. And that's so true. And when you're in the world of spirit, you have expanded consciousness. Your soul is infinite, eternal, and your awareness is elevated. Your mind, your thinking processes they speed up exponentially. As one end ear said, I tapped into the universal data structure or the universal consciousness. I had levels, increasing levels of omniscience or all-knowingness. Mm-hmm. And emotions and feelings are felt much more deeply and in a richer fashion in the spirit world. In the spirit world, it's like quasi-telepathic communication. Right. On earth, we have written and oral communication. Mm-hmm. It's far different in the world of spirit. Okay. It's communication between soul consciousnesses at the deepest foundational level. So it's not simply an exchange of statements, it's an exchange of ideas, energy. Concepts, energy. Yeah. Uh, feelings and emotions and mm-hmm. knowledge and it's instantaneous and nothing is lost in translation right unlike planet Earth yeah. there's no possibility <laughs> of misinterpretation or mis misconception that's so the truth that's crystal clear I'm
0: so glad you said that
1: so we, we have a lot to look forward to and and when we enter re-enter the spirit world when we're rebirthed into the spirit world mm-hmm. um Many, many things will come to you which you've temporarily forgotten on planet Earth. You've always known these things, but when you are born, somehow it's deleted from your consciousness. Mm-hmm. But when you re enter the spirit world, according to the end of years, it all comes flooding back.
0: Yeah, um, there's, there's a couple here I want to read from this portion. Um, it says, Humanity is only just beginning to understand creation. I thought that was pretty profound. As a result of my near-death experience, belief, faith was suspended by knowingness and certainty.
1: Yes. This is another common theme, Nancy. Um, People who have had the near-death experience, they vary in terms of the demographic. Some of them are quite religious. Others are agnostics. Others are atheists. Mm-hmm. But even the atheists say that after my near death experience, I uh, don't have faith. I know. Yeah. I have certainty. It's yeah. been proven. Yeah. So that's what they say. And, and those who are religious say mm-hmm. that my belief or faith has now been superseded by proof, by certainty and knowledge. Mm-hmm. And that's a wonderful message for humanity. I we live it. in exciting times, we are on the cusp. I know <laughs> of a brilliant new era in humanity mm-hmm. in which knowledge, a more profound knowledge of the world of spirit is opening up. Yes. And that's no small part to the experiences of the end and what they have come back and told humanity.
0: Yeah. And let me just say, Douglas, this is needed at this time people need confirmation. People need hope, you know, and you're right. That's why I do the show. People need to know. I know, you know, but not everybody knows and not everybody's, you know, believes. And if, you know, and I'm not here to make everybody think like I do, but I want to bring the information forth just like you brought it forth here.
1: Absolutely.
0: Make up your own mind. You know what I mean? We We
1: all have free will.
0: Yeah. Cool. Let's talk about that. that. We
1: can believe or we can choose not to believe. Right. But whatever choices we make at the proverbial fork in the road, our soul will remain accountable at the soul level for those choices.
0: Absolutely. And that's another thing. We are accountable for everything we do down here. And you talk about that in this book too, because, and I'm looking for my notes on it, but I'll just let, we'll just talk about it. Everything we do, everything we say, every action we take, And I wish I would have known this when I was younger. (laughs) Because the things, everything we do, everything that comes out of our mouth, you know, is has an impact, like a way larger impact than what we believe. And you, some of the NDEs talk about that in here.
1: Indeed, Nancy. Um, There's an old adage, uh, good thoughts, good uh, words, good deeds. It's a bit scary and daunting, but many of the ND ears refer to recording angels. And these recording angels are with us from the moment of birth until right. we depart from this realm. Right. And they record every thought, every word, every deed, and every omission, every act we could have taken but chose not to. Right. And this goes all into a record. And this is played back to us when we have... So called life review. So, as you say, we have to be careful mm. when we exercise our free will. And this is, uh, came through very strongly in the end ears, uh, referring to the near death experience. But one of the lessons they learn as part of that is never underestimate how impactful your words and deeds are on others. Mm-hmm. And they they often use the metaphor of dropping a pebble into the middle of a still pond of water. And the ripples are the effects or consequences of our actions, our inactions, what we say to others. Mm-hmm. And we have to bear this in mind because if we manifest love to other people... Yeah feel good about themselves and they in oh, turn will manifest love to others right. And we get to see that on our life review. But if we are hurtful to others, then they in turn will pass on that hurt to other people and we get to see that in our life review. Right. How our actions not only hurt the immediate people we are in right. contact with right. It's a perpetual cycle leading to eternity, right. So we have to be very careful.
0: No, I'm with you. I'm with you completely. And you know, I want to bring up really quick free will. Um, you talk about free will, and I wanted to read this because I thought it was pretty profound. You say, uh, "Why we're, why are we each granted free will? Perhaps we can borrow from a domestic or family analogy." As loving and caring parents who want the best for their children, we allow them increasing autonomy and independence to make their own decisions as they mature and their decision-making capacity evolves. And that's exactly what God does with us. He gives us free will so that we can make our own choices. And, you know, you write in here, and they talk about this, how God doesn't want us to like, oh, you have to love me. He wants us to come about that all by ourselves. Do you want to talk about that real quick?
1: Yes. um, God does not force anything on us. Uh, Mm -hmm. God is a God of unconditional love. He, of course, wants the best for us. But he loves us so much, so dearly, that he allows us to make our own choices, of course, he wants us to grow towards communion with the light, and we all eventually will. Right. Uh, some some are more elevated than others and take different paths. But the beauty of life is that God, through free will, allows us to make our own earthly experiences. And it, it of course, would not be sincere or authentic if he forced us to love him. That wouldn't be true love, would it? It yeah,
0: be pure. Right. And I think that's where organized religion, let me just stick that in there real quick has really turned people off because people thought things were, you know, man has, has kind of um, disrupted how things really are and made people think, you know, we have to do this and we have to do that. And we're not, we're free. We can do whatever we want. It's up to us. But
1: of course um, God wants us to embrace positive energy. Yeah. And I think at this particular time in human history, it's essential more than ever yeah. that we embrace positive energy and turn our backs on the dark energy yeah. because there's so much dark energy out there.
0: Ah, the light's getting brighter and brighter. <laughs> I think I. It well, I just feel, I just feel like it is. I just feel like it is. You know, I had a, I did a message from Archangel Gabriel that I put out to humanity the other day and he said, you know, the wars will cease and the light is peeking through and people are waking up. They're starting to see the truth about things. People are not stupid. You know, Uh, I think humanity is waking up. And one of the things you talk about is loving yourself. And that's something that, you know, a lot of people have talked about on the show for the last few years. And you see, as soon as we believe in our own worth, our soul will be set free. Yes. Wow.
1: Nancy, if we, if we don't love and respect ourselves, it will be more difficult for us to uh, mm-hmm. respect and love other people. Mm-hmm. And if we don't forgive ourselves, if we're always beating ourselves up, condemning ourselves for our past actions, it will be more difficult for the positive light, the light and energy of God to enter us. Um, So it's, the the chapter deals with loving yourself, not in a narcissistic way, but in a gentle way. Be gentle with yourself. Everything is turning out as it should There are no coincidences in the universe.
0: I know. I like that. There's
1: a reason behind everything. Yeah.
0: And as you get older, you start to see it. You know, you do. You can look back and think, oh, yeah, I get that. No, I know why that Mm. happened. I want to talk about identity. Um, Page 49 in your book. You know, while we are known in the earthly plane by our birth name, we have a different name in the spiritual realm. And, you know. I thought that was really interesting um in the higher realms of dimension let's see well we okay let me see in the higher realms of dimension or dimensions we have no earthly name but are recognized by our vibration or light our highest consciousness is doesn't that say a lot
1: well it certainly does nancy uh <laughs> when we leave this this earthly realm we have nobody cares what i look like huh <laughs> We, we shed our earthly identity. I know. We leave behind Nancy Eurot or Douglas Charles Hodgson. Um, all of the things that we achieved in our lives, our career, ambition, that poof. We I know, God. Behind. Yeah. And we enter the world of spirit. Yeah. And we are not identified by our earthly name. We, we assume a humanoid form in the world of spirit. Yeah. we still look like we did on planet Earth. but um, our solar consciousness, according to one end of ear, it's recognized by the color uh, and, and the vibrational rate. Mm-hmm. So the more elevated the consciousness, the more aware the consciousness, the deeper and richer the color and the faster the vibrational rate. That's according to uh, one of the India ears.
0: That makes so that
1: fascinating, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, and I think, and I want to know if your research answered this question. I feel like, and I think we talked about it. There are different levels in heaven, and I think as you are reincarnated and learn more, then you go up. Of course, you can also go down. <laughs> I think. It can, I think it works both ways. What do you think? Yes.
1: Heaven forbid if we go backwards. <laughs>
0: But, true, but we could go backwards. We could. I mean, it's true.
1: Depending on which proverbial fork in the road we take, nasty, <laughs> we might well go backwards. And that's what we're trying to avoid.
0: I hear you. But that's true. There's different levels from what I understand. And the levels have to do with your um, state of consciousness, how high you've raised your consciousness, how, how many things right. you've been through and understood is what I get.
1: It's very interesting, uh, Nancy. Uh, I mentioned Dr. Eben Alexander's book, Proof of Heaven. Right. Dr. Alexander refers to the gateway to heaven. Mm-hmm. And this is what I think you're referring to. And it's also interesting to note, and this will be uh, the subject of the next book I'm writing. Okay. But several religions, including Jainism from India and Islam from the Middle East, they refer to the concept of multiple heavens Mm -hmm. or ascending heavens. In Islam, there are heavens built on top of heavens. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like a hierarchy of heavens. Mm -hmm. And Jainism uses the term ascending heavens. So it's almost like you sort of graduate from one level of heaven to the next one, to the next one, and so forth. Mm -hmm. And I found that fascinating. And at least one of the ears refer to the fact that there's not just one heaven, there are many or multiple heavens.
0: Yeah, and I had always thought that, and then I read it in your book, too, that they had said that, and I thought, well, that's, that's probably true. Something else that I thought was super interesting, you talk about karma, you do a chapter on karma, and... This just blew my mind. Universal laws of attraction and cause and effect. Now these laws operate in the higher realms as well as the earthly plane. I didn't know that. I all thought okay, just karma works down here, but from what the NDE ear say it works up there too.
1: Now that that is a very interesting point that you raise because I do recall that observation of the NDE ear Mm -hmm. But I have to be honest with you, Nancy, although I'm um, fairly well versed in the law of causation on planet Earth, I've written several legal treatises about it. Okay. I really don't, I can't explain how it operates in the higher realm.
0: Yeah, I couldn't either. And that's why I was like.
1: It it works slightly differently. And I thought to myself, hmm, Mm -hmm. I wish they could have elaborated on that, but they didn't. Right. It's apparent. That, you know, the old adage, we uh, reap what we sow also works in the higher spiritual realms, but not as we're used to on earth. So that's food and thought.
0: Well, it is. And, And what else really hit me, and I'll just tell you, I just finished writing about the angelic realm and I wrote about spiritual law and reaping what you sow is one of the spiritual laws that I write about. In order to connect with God and to connect with your angels, you have to know how the universe works. And, you, and one of these is that you reap what you sow. And people don't realize that. We're back to the same thing. Everything you do has you know, um, repercussions. So if you do good, then you get good. And if you don't do good, then you, <laughs> you know.
1: And that brings them the law of attraction. Yeah. You know, the positive understands and attracts positive. Negative understands and attracts negative energy.
0: But there is no negative energy in heaven, from what your NDE says. No,
1: no I, I actually, I'd like to come back to that point, Nancy. It's a very okay. good one. Okay. Actually, okay. Um, in, in terms of heaven and how do we describe it, the NDEs broke it down into three basic ways. Number one, heaven is an emotional experience. You feel feelings of euphoria, mm-hmm. bliss, utter peace and contentment, joy, acceptance, understanding. Um, it can, heaven can be conceived from a spiritual frame of reference where a negative energy, anything not of the light, is forbidden to enter.
0: Right.
1: So anger, hatred... Aggression, lying, stealing. Let me stop you. Let me stop you.
0: So wait a minute. So what if I die angry? I'm not going to, but I'm I'm giving you an example. Because there's people that die really pissed off. Excuse my friends. What what happens to those people?
1: If they they die consumed with negative energy?
0: Yeah. Yes, that's what is that? Is that when they get put? I mean, I don't think there's a hell, but I think maybe there's a lower part of heaven. What do you think?
1: Well, my understanding is that they undergo a life review. Right. And it is conducted either by God or by beings of light.
0: Correct. Or
1: messengers of God who have been assigned that task.
0: The angels, yes.
1: And the life review is designed to allow the soul consciousness to instantaneously review their entire life. Right. Especially the most significant moments. Okay. And at certain points, the being of light will pause and will ask the soul consciousness uh, to reflect on that particular incident and what they may have learned from it. So I remember one particular NDE experience where uh, the soul consciousness at the age of five was very cruel and mean to his six-year-old sister and called her all sorts of nasty names. And uh, the, the little boy, his soul consciousness could see this played back to him. Right. And after a little while... He became his sister. It's an exercise in empathy personified. He was the sister in the life review, mm-hmm. and he felt the shame and the hurt and pain that he had caused his sister. Mm-hmm. So all of that negative energy will be reviewed, and we will be held accountable for it. But God does not uh, judge. us, does. Do. Right. Right. Or our harshest critic.
0: Right. What I want to ex- Well, I want to expand upon what you're saying. I feel intuitively that when we do release that, we have the opportunity. I think they give us the opportunity to release that in order to go where we need to go because we can't go there like you said with the negative energy. So when we do the life review, maybe that gives us the opportunity to release it, like you were speaking of, like become the other person, release it, and then be able to move forward. What do you think?
1: Nancy, um, another end of year said the life review is a purging or cleansing of the soul. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So once we've had that, once we've had that, we're clean and pure again. We can go. We are assigned, uh, Yeah, you know, where, where we are to go.
0: Well, and I think people want to know this, don't you? Because, I mean, I'm sure people have had family members that have died angry. You know, I, I know somebody who has. And, and you just wonder, my God, are they just, you know, and I also, I know we have guardian angels that help people. But um, a lot of people, you know, it takes them a while to, I think, acclimate and understand all this stuff. So out of all of this, I mean, you did so much research and you went through all of this. What was the most surprising thing to you out of all the NDEs, out of all the information? What really shocked you?
1: Well, I I really wasn't shocked, Nancy, because I'm a (laughs) spiritual person. (laughs) And and most of what I read entirely resonated with my deepest soul consciousness. Yeah. But what impressed me was that we waste so much time on planet Earth having fear. True. You know, some of us fear life, some of us fear death. But the consistent unanimous message of the end to was we must not fear the death of our physical body mm-hmm. because our soul or our consciousness is eternal and infinite. And a beautiful afterlife awaits us. And the message of the end to ears years is so simple. Although as humans, we are prone to overcomplicate everything we read and hear. Right. I agree. The message is so simple to love. Yeah. That's all we have to do is to love during our time on earth. And everything will take care of itself. Yeah. So we must give more to the world than we receive from it. We must try to make a difference by serving God and loving and caring for others. Because when we leave this this uh, realm, that's all we can take with us. Mm-hmm. It's the love we've manifested to others.
0: Right. We take the love in our heart with us that we've received here on earth. Exactly. We take that that is
1: ours to keep for eternity.
0: Mm-hmm. I like how you talk about, and it reminds me of the Native Americans. They only, they were they worked with, you know, the earth, and they only took what they needed. They didn't take too much. And that's something that humanity has not learned um, to honor, to give back, you know, and you do talk about that a little bit in here, you talk about nature, because God is in everything, he's in nature. And I thought that was interesting, you know, and it reminded me of the Native Americans and how boy, if we could just go back to basics. We really need to get back to basics. Douglas, what do you think?
1: Well, we do, Nancy. See, I I have a deep and uh, abiding respect for indigenous populations of the world. Yes. They've known this stuff for millennia, and we're catching up. We're catching up. But as you say, God is in nature. God is nature. Uh, As one hand ear said, we must study nature carefully, learn from it, Become one with it, and nature will open up to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, another universal law you've mentioned. Universal laws is that uh, planet Earth is a living organism. Right. Many, many, many people don't realize it, but it's a living organism. Mm-hmm. It provides humanity with nurture and sustenance, mm-hmm. and that's why we must take much better care of planet mm-hmm. Earth. We should only take from. Um, what nature offers us to satisfy our basic needs and what can sustainably be produced. And if we don't, there will be severe consequences. Again, the law of cause and effect.
0: Right, exactly. Wow. Douglas, so we I must. Love-
1: we, many of us at this time, we're getting back to nature. We're tuning in, we're zoning into nature, and that's mm-hmm. good. And mm-hmm. I want that trend to continue. Mm-hmm. It has to.
0: It has to. No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, just going outside changes everything. Taking a walk. I moved to the trees. I needed to be by the trees. I like the water. You know, certain people, you know, you just feel better when you're outside and you're with nature. And there are nature spirits, you know, we didn't get into talking about it. And you didn't really talk about that. But there are nature spirits that are out there that um, work with God and, you know, work with the angelic realm and work with people who actually believe. So Douglas, what's next?
1: What's next?
0: What's next? What's your next book?
1: Well, I'm publishing a book next August, and it closes the loop. It's it's meant to be a trilogy. Okay. So my first book was um, Transcendental Spirituality, Wisdom, and Virtue.
0: Right.
1: Identifying 36 divine virtues that will help us live a better and more elevated life on earth. Mm -hmm. There's my present book, Spiritual Revelations from Beyond the Veil. which examines spirituality from a relatively non-religious perspective. Mm -hmm. But my next third and final book is The Near-Death Experience and Sacred Scripture, The Parallel Messaging. So I compare the holy scriptures of 12 of the mainstream religions. Okay. From Eastern philosophy, uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, Jainism, Sikhism, Confucianism, Taoism, uh, with the Abrahamic religions, uh, Zoroastrianism, uh, Baha'i. And I compare the basic or fundamental tenets of those mainstream religions with the NDE messaging and the revelations that the NDEers have brought back with them from the veil. Right, And I, I found it entirely striking and uncanny the synchronicity of the wow. messaging
0: oh my god and oh my this
1: god. draws everything together and i'm so excited i bet that it will be released in august uh, in america
0: oh, you'll have to come see you'll have to come back and see me for sure oh my god well I'm, my
1: pleasure enjoy oh
0: i'm so glad that you came to visit and um, when did this book come out
1: Uh, January 1st in the USA. So So it's not out
0: yet. Okay. Can people pre-order like on Amazon and stuff? Can they order? They can.
1: Uh, Amazon USA, uh, Kindle, uh, most of the online booksellers, um, local bricks and mortar bookshops uh, should have it, Walmart, et cetera.
0: Okay. Uh, And the name is Spiritual Revelations from Beyond the Veil. It's by Douglas Charles Hodgson. I always kind of botch his name here i don't know why <laughs> but it's h-o-d-g-s-o-n difficult for it doesn't me.
1: matter nancy when we go into the world <laughs> of spirit i leave that name behind
0: <laughs> it's such a pleasure i just want to wish you a happy new year i'm so glad you came on you know it's, it's the end you, of the nancy. year
1: we we've only scratched the surface there's much more uh much more uh, much deeper stuff in there okay. so hopefully uh your, your audience will uh Enjoy reading it and get something out of it.
0: I hope so. I yeah. think so. This is a fabulous book, you guys. All right. Thanks for joining us today. You guys, we're going to get out of here. I wish everybody a fabulous rest of their holiday season and a very happy 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. And God bless.
1: Thank you, Nancy. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. Cheers. Bye bye.